When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back into the BetQL tailgate kickoff with myself, Ryan Horvath. This is the at-home version. Thanks to management for allowing me to do the show from home. Uh, a little behind the behind the curtain, got a flat tire last night. A lot of construction going on here in Maryland, so I was driving around with a nail in my tire for about 48 hours, which is never good. I never recommend that. So I have to get an entire new tire. Uh, my tire, or my car, and my tire, located right now in Washington, D.C. I'm out here in Maryland, where the Terps Actually looking to move to 5-0 and this season, going against a really good Indiana defense, though. We'll talk about that game maybe later on. Let's get to uh, some more for the week, and let's do it right now with Kelly Ford from thelines.com, one of my favorite follows on social media, on X, on Twitter, does college football and college, college basketball power ratings, resume rankings, follow him on Twitter, KFord Ratings. And Kelly, I just want to start off, man, with what I think is the, the game of the day. I was talking about this before we hit the break. Ole Miss right now down to two and a half, taking on LSU. I think we get some points, and I think Lane Kiffin gets his signature win in the SEC. I think he beats Brian Kelly in LSU today. Talk a little bit about what this game, um, you know, how you, how you break this one down and what you think happens today. Yeah, Ryan, I appreciate you having me on, and I agree with you. This is my number one game of the entire week with regard to my watchability score, so 0 to 10 uh, rating. How how watchable is it in terms of projected quality and competitiveness? So, you know, average K-4 rating, projected K-4 spread. This game has a 9.6. That's the best of the entire week. I'm excited about this one, and I agree with you. I think the wrong team's favored. My numbers have Ole Miss minus two and a half. There's a couple reasons for that. You know, these teams right next to each other in the power ratings overall, Ole Miss number 13, LSU number 14. This game is at Ole Miss. And while LSU's offense is the best unit in this in this game, number four for me overall nationally, it's the defense that concerns me. They're number 62 now, Ryan. They have fallen like a rock throughout this season, which is surprising because there's a lot of big names. There's a lot of talent on that side of the ball. They just have not played very well on that side relative to the model's expectations and really relative to a Power 5 team at this point. So I just don't know if the LSU defense is going to be able to slow down Jackson Dart and that Ole Miss offense that I have power rated number 17 nationally on the offensive side of the ball. Um, the winner here is going to be in a very good position by my numbers to have the second best chance um, to win the SEC West. Alabama is going to be my favorite still, but the winner here is certainly well positioned, even though LSU already has that loss to Alabama, they would jump up to the second best chances to win the West with a win. So I'm excited about this one. I think the difference is it's in Oxford and Ole Miss or the LSU defense is just average right now. Yeah, I think we get some explosive plays. I like the over even with the high total in the 60, 67 and a half right now. But I like Ole Miss. I agree. I think the wrong team's favored here. What are your overall thoughts on the SEC? You know, you have Georgia, obviously, back-to-back champs. They're going to I was going to say they're going to get tested today. They're going against Auburn. I don't know how Auburn moves the ball, but I also look at that number at 14 and a half, and I feel like we might get a backdoor cover. I don't know if we're going to get Robbie Ashford today. Peyton Thorne hasn't been very good. But just what are your overall thoughts on the SEC? Because you have Bama, you know, who lost a really good Texas team earlier on this season. It looks like they're starting to figure some things out. But, you know, you have Georgia still unbeaten. We already talked about Ole Miss. Tennessee has a loss. Your overall thoughts just on the SEC this season, Kelly? 
Yeah, to touch on the Georgia-Auburn game, you said that the line is my numbers make it Georgia minus 12, so I could see a, a cover or a backdoor cover um, either way. The SEC is down. There's really no two ways about that. Uh, from a power rating standpoint, my top SEC power rated teams are Georgia at number four nationally. They came into the year number one. They're down to number four. Alabama, even though they have the loss of Texas, still power rated number five. Then you've got Ole Miss, team we just talked about at 13. LSU's 14. Texas A&M, another interesting team out of the West, number 15. And then Tennessee's number 18. But usually, at this point of the season, we've got way more SEC teams kind of clamoring at the top there. We just don't have that this year. Georgia is the clear favorite in the East. They have a 77% chance to make it to Atlanta by my numbers. Florida has the second best chance out of the East at 8%. So it, it really is Georgia and everybody else. In the West, it does help that Alabama has that win over Ole Miss already. The Alabama-LSU game is going to be huge, though. Right now, Alabama with a 55% chance to win the West. LSU at, at a 28% chance. That's number two. Um, so to me, that game is going to be big, especially if LSU gets the win today against Ole Miss, which I just said my numbers don't think they will. It's, it's not likely that they will based saw my number. So SEC is down. There's really no two ways about it. If you look at the most deserving rankings, which again, this early in the season, you can argue is not that informative. And I agree. Missouri is the highest ranked uh, SEC team at 13, Alabama's 14, Ole Miss 15, LSU 16. So there's a smattering of them right there in the teens, but no SEC teams ranked from a most deserving standpoint in the top 12. Wow, we're talking with Kelly Ford from the Lions. I'm Ryan Horvat. You're listening to the BetQL Tailgate Kickoff. Follow us on Instagram. I'm at Ryan underscore Horvat. You can follow us also at the BetQL app. Uh, Kelly, I want to talk a little bit about the Big Ten. I'm a Midwest guy. And you know, out West, I had high expectations this season for Wisconsin, even year one for Luke Fickle. Uh, I was really excited, actually, about Iowa offensively with Cade McNamara coming over. You know, even though it was a short sample size, 15 games in Michigan, he completed over 60% of his passes. Nobody had done that at Iowa since like 84, but the offense doesn't look very good. But let's talk about the top heavy teams. Uh, you got Ohio State. How much do you upgrade them after a victory over Notre Dame? And then I wanted to talk about Michigan, who hasn't covered a number, but they haven't really had to do much yet. And Penn State, who do you like the most out of those three teams? And, you know, what are your power ratings saying? How much have you upgraded and downgraded those three teams? Because I feel like in the Big Ten, you know, that's really, that's really who it is, those three and then everybody else. Definitely. The power ratings agree with that, Ryan. I have Ohio State right now power rated as my number one team nationally. It's actually Penn State. That's wow. number two. They're up from number six just a week ago. They're up from number nine in the preseason. Michigan has steadily fallen. But the Wolverines ended the year number four in my power ratings. They are now number 12. Despite having the number one defense in the nation, they're number 12 in the power ratings. You asked, how much did you upgrade Ohio State after the big win against Notre Dame? The answer is, I actually downgraded them in the, in the power ratings. They are down half a point from last week week because they did not perform up to the model's expectation of the Buckeyes last week. Now, in the most deserving rankings, they had a nice little jump. They were number 17 from a deserving standpoint last week. They're now up to number three because winning on the road at Notre Dame, who's power rated number 11 for me right now, that's, that's, a, that's a win that's going to deserve credit. But when you're power rated number one, the model expected you to look better than you did. Ohio State actually got downgraded in the power ratings. Notre Dame actually got slightly upgraded. Um, but Penn State was a, was a mover for me, again, from number six last week to number two. They've been a really good team. They're number two nationally on defense. They're a top 25 offense. Uh, they go on the road to Northwestern today, so don't expect any issues there. A bye week next week, and then they get home to UMass. So they should still be undefeated when they have to travel to Columbus in week eight. That's where we're really going to learn a lot about these teams. And for Michigan, you said it. 
I'm not sure they get tested until a road trip to Penn State in week 11. I mean, the schedule just is what it is. There's a 78% chance that the average top 25 team would be 4-0 and against Michigan's schedule. So credit to the Wolverines for being undefeated. They should be at this point, and they are. Uh, they'll have chances to improve their resume down the road. We're talking with Kelly Ford from the lines. And, and see, this is, the best, uh, this is the best part about following you, man, is it's so hard, like, power rating every single season now with the transfer portal. Like, obviously, you have to upgrade a team like Colorado coming into the season. You don't love their depth. You don't love what they are in the trenches, the offensive-defensive line. But, I mean, who have you upgraded the most this season as far as your power ratings, would you say, coming into the year? Yeah, so up on the website, kfordratings.com, I, I update this list every single week under the power tab. Um, the biggest movers this week for me from preseason to current, both in the positive and negative direction, I'll get to that in a second, the team that's improved the most from, the, from a power rating standpoint all year, Oklahoma up 9.8 yeah. points from the preseason. They came into the year power rated number 14. They're now power rated number three behind only Ohio State and Penn State. Washington is second on this list. They're up 8.8 .8 points. That offense, I knew it was going to be good. I had them number seven coming into the year. They're now all the way up to number two behind only USC, and the defense has been better than expected uh, in Seattle. Duke, number three on the list at 8.4. Uh, Miami of Florida. Texas State has been one that's, that's, I've been, that's turned over a lot in the transfer portal and I've been impressed with. Syracuse, Oregon. There's your Colorado at number eight on the list Jacksonville State and Washington State round out the top 10 the teams that have fallen the farthest in the power rating since the beginning of the year uh, I'm going right back to the Big 12 it's Baylor for me uh, the number one downgrader they're down 10.8 points they came into the year power rated number 28 they're now power rated number 75 it's just things are not good right now in Waco the only win this year is against Long Island University out of the FCS ranks North Texas Arizona State Eastern Michigan Arkansas State Oklahoma State Southern Miss Yukon Nevada and UTSA round out the top 10 of the, the teams that have been downgraded the most this season I'm glad that you brought up Duke what Mike Elko's doing there 13 and 4 his first 17 games at Duke man is ridiculous I'm a Notre Dame guy I'm a little worried today I mean like my number says that that's short at five and a half but we saw this last year. Notre Dame played Ohio State tough, and then the next week they were three-score favorites, three-touchdown favorites, and lost outright to Marshall. So I'm worried about this one. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the ACC because I was high on Clemson coming into the season, and Clemson's a few plays away from being a 4-0 team. Um, but they're not. They're 2-2. Two and two. And then you have Florida State. So I wanted to talk about Florida State's chances of running the table in the ACC because I have one game circled where I think they could get clipped, and that's against Miami, who I really like coming into the season. I had to see what it looked like because last year under Josh Gaddis, like, and that team clearly quit, and Tyler Van Dyke was hurt. Didn't go very well. But this year, you know, you saw it against A&M. They could score some points. But uh, your thoughts on the ACC, Florida State potentially running the table and who you like? Absolutely. And really quickly, my number is what the Vegas number is on Notre Dame, Notre Dame Duke. I have Notre Dame minus five and a half. It's a 35% chance Duke pulls off that upset at home. Uh, but for Florida State uh, in the ACC, it's, it's going to be a good one. In Florida State in the ACC, yeah. it is clearly Florida State's race. I have an 80% chance that Florida State makes the ACC championship game number two on that list uh, prior to last night's game. This has not been updated um, since last weekend's games. Louisville with a 37% chance is number two on that list. There is a 37% percent chance by my numbers that Florida State runs the table in the ACC and a 28 percent chance that they run the table the rest of the regular season and finish 12 and 0 you mentioned the Miami game that is the game 
in which my numbers view as the, the biggest test remaining for Florida State. That is the only game remaining in which my numbers make Florida State a single-digit favorite. My numbers like the Seminoles over the Hurricanes by 8.5. That game is in Tallahassee in Week 11. The next closest game on the schedule, projected closest game, minus 10.5 at Florida in the Swamp, a rivalry game to end the year. Every other game, I favor the Seminoles by at least 12 points. Um, they're on a, they're off this week, and then they welcome Virginia Tech to town next week. My numbers make that about a 29-point projected spread. But the last time they had about a 29-point projected spread was at Boston College a couple of weeks ago, and that ended up being a two-point game. So I'm not saying that Florida State can't stub their toe or won't stub their toe. I'm actually saying they probably will. There's a 37% chance that they go undefeated in the ACC, 28% chance overall. So the numbers are suggesting more likely than not that they do lose a game somewhere. But there's not a single game in which they're going to be, you know, a projected underdog or really even a projected short favorite. But it's college football. We see it every single week. So the Seminoles need to work hard to avoid that. They do have a very strong resume to this point. They're number two in my most deserving rankings. All right, you brought up Oklahoma, and I was high on Oklahoma coming into the season because it was year two for Brett Venables. And you look what they did in the transfer portal. You, you had to figure they were going to be better defensively. And then it's all about, you know, just staying healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Last year, way too many injuries, especially Dylan Gabriel. The two games he missed, the offense was abysmal. They averaged 11 points per game, I believe. But your thoughts uh, on Texas, Oklahoma next week. I mean, Texas has Kansas. Actually, I guess we got about two minutes left here in the segment. Uh, let's go there, uh, what your projections say for that game. I know Kansas is getting some love. I just don't know how they get stops against this Texas offense. But your thoughts on that one, and then really quickly, the Red River shootout next week. Yeah. I agree with you. I got Texas as a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. Listen, I get it's potentially a letdown spot when you've got the Red River shootout next week. I just I don't see it. This is the best Texas team we've seen in a while. Kansas is really, really good, too. You said let's give Mike Elko and Duke some credit. Well, Lance Leipold in Kansas, let's give him some credit, too. It's, it's pretty fun to see these basketball blue bloods doing really well on the gridiron the last two years. So Kansas having a great year, but I think it, the, the magic runs out this week at Texas. 21-and-a-half-point uh, favorite for the Longhorns. 6% chance that Kansas gets the upset. When we look forward to and next week, this Red River shootout, it's the number two game remaining in the entire regular season by my watchability scores. A 9.8 is how that registers. Only Penn State at Ohio State, my number two at my number one power rated, has a, has a better watchability score at 9.9. .9. Right now, my numbers make it Oklahoma minus one and a half in that game. It has flip-flopped all year. It's been anywhere from, you know, Texas minus five to Oklahoma minus five. These two teams just vying to be the class of the Big 12 in their final year. Right now, my numbers give the edge to Oklahoma. 79% chance to make it to Arlington. Texas a clear-cut number two at a 67% chance. The winner of this game, I mean – they're essentially a lock to make it to Arlington. The loser, they'll need to make sure that, you know, they don't lose to a Kansas State. Um, that's probably the biggest threat outside of those two. But, yes, uh, to me, I, I think it's Oklahoma just slightly, but I'm very, very much looking forward to the Red River shootout, the number two game of the regular season uh, remaining by my numbers. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, we got about like 30 seconds. Anything else that we talked, obviously, we both think Ole Miss should be favored in this game today. Anything else that jumps off the page that uh, you can't wait to see today or that you really like as far as your model or your projections? Yeah, what's interesting to me is that Clemson is minus seven. Uh, my numbers have this as more of a pick 'em, and I get it. Clemson's a, the more talented team, but Syracuse, I think, is a bit underrated. Uh, the la Clemson has lost to Syracuse on the road before. Um, I know those have been different spots, but Clemson's season, as we talked about earlier, it's essentially over, and we haven't even hit October. It's, it's hard to fathom, but that's where we are. So my model says that's a pick 'em. You got seven points of value there, potentially. Um, that's from a betting standpoint, one discrepancy that my model has with the Vegas consensus. Kelly, thanks so much, man. Enjoy the games, and we'll uh, talk again here soon. That's Kelly Ford from thelines.com. Give him a follow. Kel uh, K Ford Ratings on uh, X. Thanks, man. We'll talk again soon.
Thanks, Kyle. Or thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, we're going to have Kelly in Vegas, so it's the Kelly Show coming up today. But, yeah, I like Ole Miss. I like the over. I think we're going to get some points in that game. LSU defensively, uh, giving up way too many explosives, even with guys like Perkins. You know, you saw that in that game against Florida State. They were dropping him back in coverage. He should be just rushing the quarterback. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Kelly in Vegas throughout the play of the